This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. This is weird. We're back like in person. I'm, it's almost, I'm looking yeah. at real people. Humans. <laughs> it's, it's a stimulus that I'm so not used to. Right. Looking at people who are not my family or other golfers. There, 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 there's no screens involved or anything. Right. This, is, this is unbelievable. Maybe there's an end in sight anyhow. Um, we're joined this morning with John Schofield, with Ward Carroll and Chris Savello, who are the founders of a brand new, and it's not really a brand new, but it's brand new to me sort of in the last couple months, podcast in Annapolis all about Navy sports called Sing Second Sports. And if you have not subscribed to it or checked it out, you definitely want to do because these guys have the inside knowledge, the inside connections with everything Navy and all of their sports and everything else as well. We are missing the uh, the missing link. Would you say with uh, <laughs> should be <we>? special sauce? <laughs> he, this is Carlson. He, he is the special it. sauce. <laughs> um, but yeah, typically Bill Wagner Wags is uh, joins you. There's a guy that's got the institutional knowledge, um, probably predating all of you guys. Even though uh, I know that well, Chris and Ward were Naval Academy graduates, right? Right. And yeah. you weren't. I wasn't, but I uh, but I worked there twice, uh, so I I like to pretend that I am. You're adopted. Let him hang out. We've adopted you. I'm yeah. an honorary He's our class Tom of Hayden. Exactly. He's our Tom Hayden. Exactly. We found him on a street corner. <laughs> Sent him to law exactly. school. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, he's our consigliere. <laughs> but well, you guys started this back in what May? Yeah, May April? is when it began. Yep. Um, we did our first episode. We started talking about this um, the November timeframe. I mean, it was something that we recognized that. Um, as we got more into podcasts, uh, personally, uh, Ward has been doing podcasts for, for years and has been doing it really well. And we kind of got together and said, Hey, wouldn't it be great if we had something that really focused on Navy athletics? And then it kind of built from there. We had hoped to kick it off, uh, during the basketball season. And then as, uh, things, um, kind of at the end of the basketball season, we had yeah. planned on doing it during March madness. And then really jump into it with spring football and, and lacrosse. And then the world ended as we know it, and so we had a we had to adjust. And May was our kickoff. Had to, had other plans. Exactly. As well. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you. You know, I have listened to. I wouldn't say every single one of them, but a good number of them. And you guys, uh, you know, have, have done an outstanding job. I mean, you analyze the, analyze the sports that are there. You get the people that are fun to talk to. You get good people that are on there as well. You know, it's, it's exciting to see another podcast in the whole realm of Annapolis that's public facing. I mean, there's a, a ton of them that are real private and really industry niche specific and, you know, okay, now how do we want to market to doctors? And, you know, you, nobody, nobody really cares about that uh, except for doctors. This is great. I mean, everybody is a Navy football fan here in Annapolis for the most part. Uh, everybody is uh, a Navy fan in general. And, you know, what I was surprised at is that the number of sports, and I don't know whether I didn't know this, but the number of sports that Navy does participate in. And as I sat there and I was listening to things, you know, you've got the water polo and uh, you spoke with the coach. And actually, I just saw on Debbie Lada's photos where he was uh, out in his Speedo. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> there, is, there is no Speedo photo like a Louis Nicolaus. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, out there cheering on the plebes as they're, they're getting their, uh, their butts kicked through plebes summer. And, I mean, you've, you've talked to the movers and the shakers. I mean, you've had uh, Athletic Director Chuck Galachuk on. You've had Coach Nima Tololo. Um, you know, you've had uh, Malcolm Perry. Uh, so that's, you know, it's just exciting to, to be able to see that. Now, John, you are the former PAO of the Naval Academy, and um, you were, had a career Navy guy. 
and uh, pretty much a lifelong Annapolitan, right? Or close to? Not really. So I I think the unique perspective that the three of us brought along with, um, you mentioned Bill Wagner before, but the three of us are all Navy retirees, all all retired as commanders and, you know, bring a different level of knowledge um, about the Naval Academy, but most importantly, bring a level of fanaticism about Naval Academy sports. So um, although I didn't grow up here, my dad grew up here. He went to St. Mary's High School, graduated in 61, I believe, graduated from the University of Maryland in 65, and kind of built in me a love of Annapolis and you know, really a reverence of the Naval Academy. And so it was really through happenstance in the course of my career that I was stationed here once as a lieutenant in 2000. That's when I first met Commander Ward Carroll. And uh, then I came back. I was lucky enough to come back in 2013 as the uh, as the PAO. So really, when the, the the brainchild behind this is is Chris, who who came to me. We were doing a podcast in our in our other life as business owners, and and he just kind of realized that there was a dearth of information in this realm. You know, Bill is the like you were saying right before we came on. He is the encyclopedic knowledge of Naval Academy sports. So how do we actually take that from the capital, which we've talked about for a long time, that is, you know, sort of being messed around with by the Tribune Company? There is a rumor. Almost screw every, the Tribune Company. I know. Okay. Seriously, like, there's a rumor every week that, you know, the capital is going to fold. And, and so what we're, you know, what we really honestly thought was, how do we take his institutional knowledge and then, and then our collective fanaticism and then capitalize on a battle space that was really untapped. You know, there were different sites that talked about Naval Academy sports, but there weren't any podcasts that we knew of. True. And your podcast is Sing Second Sports. And since we are not a Navy-centric, per se, podcast, uh, explain it. What's what's Sing, Sing Second all about? Well, as John was saying, the primary focus is on Navy sports. And as you mentioned, uh, John, there's what, 31, 32, Division One, 33. 33. <laughs> the name, it Scott, grows, Scott it, Strauss. It grows like yeah. with the telling. Scott Strassmeyer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 33, that, is that the don't number? Don't get yelled uh, at by Strauss. Okay. Yeah. We don't, oh, that's it's number three. One. So Stanford has 39 uh, sports. Ohio State has 35. And the Naval Academy is the number three ranked uh, D1 school with, with the most number of D1 sports or varsity sports. So. so what's differentiated against anybody else who might be covering the speed is the perspective and sort of the comprehensive look at any given sport. So like John was saying, we each come at this with a different sort of point of view and a different experiential set. I think what works besides having great guests, as you mentioned, you know, Chet and, and Coach Nimatololo or whomever, uh, we just had Joe Amplo on yesterday. He was a fantastic guest, the, the, the new lacrosse coach. But it's our alchemy, the, the four of us, um, sort of like the Beatles, right? And, and with Chris is Ringo, because um, he's the producer, right? I guess that makes me what? I'm either Paul or John. I'm more of a Paul guy. Right. Um, I'm definitely George. Yeah. And, Are you, yeah. You're George? Oh. I would call you John. While my guitar yeah. gently weeps. Okay. Right All right. You can be whoever you want. But, but because, and as they were saying, we've known each other for a long time. 
Um, John and I were on the faculty together. Uh, my last tour on active duty, his last is a service warfare officer in the late 90s, early aughts. Uh, Chris and I have dealt with each other. My first job out of the Navy was as a civilian public affairs officer down at the Naval Air Systems Command, working a very controversial program, the V-22. So we worked in those trenches together, um, developed mutual respect for the ability to be communicators and, and get messaging and that sort of thing. And we just could have sort of stayed in touch in various circles. You know, I moved to the other side of the house on, I was the editor of military.com um, and then other web properties. And, and, you know, they would provide information to me or tell me I got it wrong, you know, and, and there was always this sort of respect. So when Chris approached me at the Navy Yard, I think it was, right. yeah. um, the Naval Institute where I have a day job was holding an event there. And Chris comes up to me, he's like, you want to be part of a podcast, uh, a sports podcast? And my answer is always yes. Um, and so... I, I think what's been what we've seen and, and what we hear from the listeners, which is almost more valid than how we would pitch it, is w- because of who these guys have assembled, including WAGs, maybe most importantly, and who the gets we have, which is really Strauss has helped with that a lot. And I think that's been sort of this uh, feedback loop where he listens to how we come at it, then he trusts that we're going to do it right. And that doesn't mean we're carrying NAAA's water, very much not. Um, but he knows we're going to have it in perspective. So all of that equals a very differentiated show. And then the thing that makes it even more so is we have great velocity in a time when no sports are happening. Right. Right. And so we we were kind of looking at each other like, how are we going to do a weekly podcast when we're paralyzed by COVID-19? And we've been able to answer that by talking to the right guests about how are you facing the pandemic or what's happening with the brigade? Um, and we come at it from a very holistic way. You know, again, I, I entreat the audience to listen to pod number 14 that just got published this yeah. morning. And look at how we ask Coach Amplo uh, for his perspective and how we uh, sort of editorialize it in a very broad sense as well as a very local sense. It's sports, but it's also service and career as a naval officer and that sort of thing. So I think that's very unique and what differentiates Sing Second from other podcasts. Well, I know, Ward, you mentioned you mentioned Strauss. Now, for the people that are listening that don't know who that is, that's Scott Strassmeyer, who's the assistant or perhaps associate, I get the two words confused, athletic director for, um, for sports information. So he's the one that's uh, making sure that everybody is aware of you know what's happening and whatnot. And he's obviously very protective of Navy sports, and that's his job, and he does a wonderful job of it. One of the most fair guys I've ever met and I, I don't think he's adverse to criticism uh as long as long as it's is it's, it's constructive it's merited yeah i mean if uh well his crime is he cares right and sometimes <laughs> well i mean seriously sometimes you get guys that just treat that role as as either a gatekeeper or a day job or whatever this is his passion and it makes all the difference with respect to what he's good with and what he challenges um so again that's we respect him and and so if he pushes back on something, we listen. And but I think in re, in turn he's respect he respects what we've done so far. Um, and so that chemistry is uh, very important. A, a huge example of that. I I just talked to Strass yesterday, right after we had recorded our lacrosse podcast with Joe Amplo and and Mickey Jarbo, class of two thousand. You know, I I, w- I wanted to go in there and talk to Strass about you know next steps and a little bit of feedback. And and immediately he's like, Hey, Notre Dame is coming up, and whether the Notre Dame game happens or not. And we had already been kind of talking about this internally, but Strauss validated it. You know, hey, you know, as we get closer to Notre Dame, a lot of people are going to have questions about really two things with that game. You know, well, three things. Will fans be able to attend? And and as they do attend, and we anticipate that they'll be able to attend, what will the rules be within the stadium in terms of ingress, egress, distancing, 
food, everything. And then third, you know, what, what are they going to do about tickets? You know, how will they do digital ticketing? Who, you know, previously you had tickets to, you know, the game when it was in Ireland is going to get, are going to get tickets, you know, at Navy Marine Corps Stadium. So we're talking and, hey, logical guys to talk to on the podcast next would be Bill Givens, who runs right. stadium operations, and Matt Munley, who runs tickets. So, it, you know, it's a, it's a real holistic process of, of not only reflecting the Navy brand in a positive light, but also getting information to people uh, so that their experience here in Annapolis or as grads, um, as alumni, is better. True. And I'll tell you, I was talking to Scott not too long ago, and I, I don't envy anybody that's involved with trying to schedule this, uh, <laughs> this fall sports. And it's, oh, yeah. uh, and you know, I think before we started recording, Ward and I were talking and I mean, there's like 10 entities that can pull the plug today or five minutes before kickoff, uh, you know, to be, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it, it could be a nightmare, but, but what a great institution. We talked about this two pods ago. What a great institution to deal with this, right? If there is any institution that's going to be able to get this right, that's going to balance all of the competing things from health to logistics, to money, to, you, you know, you name it. Um, I put my money on the Naval Academy and, yeah, and no, I'm you, biased. Uh, no, no, you put it, you put it on the service Academy. Yeah. With, uh, without a doubt. Well, they're already doing it right in terms exactly. of being forward leaning with, cause there, there, it was not known whether plebe summer would press on, you know, it was not known whether, whether the brigade would reform in person. And so superintendent Emma Buck made that call. Um, you know, three prongs of the mission, two of them cannot be done remotely, the, the moral and the physical part. So here we are. And the learnings that are happening there, good, bad, and others, are going to inform how civilian institutions go about returning to face-to-face classes. I mean, it's nothing less than that. Without a doubt. Question. Sing second. What, what does that phrase mean? Well, I'll, I mean let, I'll let one of the graduates answer it. Sure. Um, after the um, conclusion of every Army-Navy uh, sporting event, um, the respective alma maters are sung, and the team that wins sings second. And so you always want to have your alma mater uh, sung second. And so uh, this was the, you know, that that idea of uh, you know you want to be the second team to sing. That's what drove the name. And that's only in Army Navy competitions. It, it is. Well, it happens well, other other games. Okay. These yeah. days, most prominent um, at Army. Yeah. Games. So yeah. if they bring their pet band and a good contingent, um, the civilian school will will do their alma mater, and then we'll rage over the other side of the field, and and we'll do the navy blue and gold. But the yeah. idea is to sing second. And and we did. We we postulated over a bunch of different names. Uh, you know, as Chris and I were first. Well, Chris was the was the brainchild behind it, and I'll never forget. We sat there at a coffee shop in in Washington D.C. and just kind of bounced it back and forth. And and eventually, as good PAOs <laughs> usually do, you know, we settled on a name that the second that we that we got to it, that we eventually settled on it, we were like, that's it. That's that's the winner. And we're just happy that it's resonating with people. And it rings. I mean, you know, you've got the... Yeah, yeah. it's alliteration. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, Ward, you said you work for the Naval Institute. Yes. Um, what do Chris and John, what are you up to? Well, we... I mean, I mean, this obviously is not making you dollars because I'm not talking to you from Tahiti. So that... <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> so uh, when Chris and I retired from the Navy, uh, I, I retired in 2017. Chris, just one year later, we had talked at length about how once we had our jobs and we left fairly prominent jobs in the Navy. Um, Chris in the Pentagon, me at the at the Naval Academy as the PAO. And to be very frank, we, we just couldn't stomach the idea of just working
working a regular Joe job again or, or working for a boss. Um, so, you know, the, the idea of working for ourselves or starting our own company was very attractive to us. And so, again, you know, I, I, I hate to put it all on Chris as the as the brainchild of things, but uh, he, he came up with the idea. He came up with the name. And, and so we started a company called Provision Advisors that helps us bankroll the, you know, the, the establishment of this podcast. So we do communications consulting across a broad range of uh, clientele, um, you know, about 50% in the, you know, defense space. And then, you know, just kind of diversifying the portfolio from there, you know, whoever needs communications assistance, executive coaching, communications planning, crisis comms, that's kind of what we do. And it's what we did in the Navy. So it's kind of an easy transition. I guess so. I, can't, I, I guess it makes sense that if uh, after a career in the Navy of people telling you where to go and how to, how to act and everything else that jumping into a career without a, without somebody telling you to do that probably has, has its appeal. Exactly. Exactly right. It's very nice. Very Instant nice. promotion to vice admiral. Right. Yeah. Right. We're making up our own ranks now. It's like fleet admiral. <laughs> Going back to some of your guests. I mean, you have Billy Hurley on, obviously a PGA golfer. There, uh, Malcolm Perry. We talked about. You know, Coach Nimatalolo trying to figure out. You know, what what does Navy football look like for the fall? And just most recently, you were speaking with the assistant athletic director for sports medicine. Sports was that was that was that the title? Yeah. And how they're keeping these athletes safe. And, you know, one thing, you know, there's and nothing that he can control. And as you mentioned, that if anybody can create this bubble and control it, uh, it's probably the Naval Academy. But one thing he said is, what about the other teams? You know, and that and that's the big thing. I mean, at this point, OK, we've got our little bubble here and we can make the assumptions that everybody's all safe and covid free and everything else here on on the yard. Uh, but once that team moves into Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium and the University of Houston comes in. All bets are off. They are. And, and, you, and you can turn around and you can look at Major League Lacrosse last week that did the same thing. I mean, they created a bubble. It was like you're here in the Westin and you're here in the stadium. And we're going to, I mean, they were sanitizing the buses in between. You know, there was like three people on a bus and they were sanitizing it in between. I mean, they took every single precaution. You know, I think it was ultimately three players that had tested positive and then, you know, pretty much ruined the season slash, you know, playoffs that they had for Major oh. League Lacrosse this year. And, you know, that's just... And an absolutely got to be an absolutely terrifying thing for a, a coach, for a sports fan, for a school, for a player, obviously, and for fans. You know, and the season. I mean, we look at baseball, how it's gotten off. I mean, you know, the Yankees were like, "Yeah, no, I ain't going to Philly." And, you know. No, we're just going to come to Baltimore and win they, in the ninth inning. They should <laughs> never leave Baltimore. <laughs> no, seriously, eighteen straight wins. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's such a, a weird weird world, and you guys have done a good job of sort of exploring where we are. I mean, you've, you've launched this during the middle of a pandemic and been able to make it work, which is. It's interesting talking to each of the guests um, because I think in their own way, they have very um, honestly and candidly shared both their hopes, their concerns and the unknowns, right? I mean, each of the guests, whether it's a, a midshipman in their sort of very, um, you know, junior way to use a military term or the coaches that have a lot of experience, they, they have all shared this desire to get back on the field and no surprise there. But but they have been very open with the audience on what the challenges are. And I don't know that we could have that we knew that going in just how honest and uh, and enjoyable the conversations would be. I mean, I'm sure you have guests that come on 
And, uh, you, you know, the first thing you want to do when they leave is roll your eyes. Ho- hopefully yeah. you don't feel that oh, way no, after no. we leave. <laughs> no, but, I, I, uh, I totally hear it. But we, uh, we have been pleasantly surprised by just how great the conversation has been. And I think some of that is a function of that we're trusted entities, right? We're, we're part of the tribe. Um, it's not like we're from the Washington Post or whatever. So their risk communications guard isn't necessarily up. Um, but... Chris is right. We, we've been surprised, pleasantly surprised by the candidness and, and sort of the overall honesty of guests on some hard questions. And I direct your listeners to uh, listen to the Chet Gladchuk episode, uh, which is sort of definitive in terms of what is the calculus of moving forward with a Navy football season. Certainly one of the things that you didn't mention, uh, John, is uh, revenue. Right. So, yes, there's no way that anybody's there, there, there's there's money in college sports <laughs> a little bit. Right. And so and, and this isn't uh, money grubbing. This is to keep the lights on across the enterprise. You kind of need that revenue. And and so, you know, other sports are funded by broadcast revenue and ticket receipts and that sort of thing. That's just math. That's not an opinion. And so Chet was very unflinching about what would the ticket tr- prices be in the face of social distancing. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and we want to try to make up for what this situation has created in terms of revenue potential. You know, And so, like Chris is saying, we were kind of like, wow, that's brutally honest right. about how you're approaching this. So as you're suggesting, COVID-19 is going to get a vote as we go forward. I think in theory, there's the notion that what you're going to have when the teams play is two pure bubbles getting together. And so zero plus zero equals zero in theory, right? But to your point, as the lacrosse tournament just showed and other things have showed, Major League Baseball, that's not quite how it plays out. So there is risk. So you have to figure out the tripwires. This is sort of like what's happening on Plebe Summer. On I-Day, I understand 18 Plebes tested positive for COVID-19 on I-Day, the four different or five different I-Days we had. And so they just isolate them, right? And so you get to stay in seventh or eighth wing, whichever part of Bancroft they're using, until you test negative and then you're reintroduced to the population, you press on. Otherwise, we're all just going to sit in our homes and freak out until there's a vaccine and uh, somebody says all clear. Dr. Fauci says all clear, right? And so wh- how far away is that? And what was the, how many small businesses went under and how many sailing coaches were fired in the, no, not to pick on sailing, but you know, in the meantime, you know, when we all peak up a year and a half from now, what is left? And so that's what we have to try to mitigate and try to be smart and, and forward-leaning about. And I think from Admiral Buck through Chet and everybody, every coach we've talked to, people have the right approach to this. And that's what we're so proud of. And this is what I think the podcast has revealed in these times. The the honesty is is huge. And I think the trust and everything else. And I mean, I, I agree. Anything that I've done with Ion Annapolis, I've tried to, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not to be the gotcha guy, you know, and, and, and even when I come on pod, guests come on podcasts it's like no i'm not I'm not looking like okay so about that kitten you kicked in third grade you know i mean, I mean it's, it's just not you know it's 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 just not it's not my style and i don't think it really benefits anybody um and and if there are uncomfortable subjects or something like that i try to say hey okay we're we're going to talk if you were the pao hey let, we want to have a conversation about you know sexual assault on the naval academy or okay you know that coming in so and i think that that's fair i think it's you know and that's exactly where you guys got your success from. well not to i'm, I'm going to use an old expression from my from my father, not to fluff your bag, but um, you know, the, the origination of the idea of this was really spawned from you.
you, you know, the relationship that I had with you, it, we must have referenced I in Annapolis three or four times. Do I get royalties? I well, <laughs> you're going to need to talk to our lawyer. That's Fort Carroll right here. Um, so, but yeah, we, we you get backstage love, access, exactly, which is substantial. Or, you're gonna like- or an extra small sing second sports shirt. Um, but, but, the, the paradigm that you've established with Ion Annapolis is so unique and, and it's it's such a niche and localized news source that you know, and, and I'm gonna sound like a like a wonky PAO here, but you know, news has become so, you know, just diluted with, you know, either the politicizing of news or how Twitter is so, you know, just just kind of a terrible place to get your information that I have found myself getting more and more localized in my search for information and, and my primary source of information, if it's not Bill Wagner's uh, sports columns in the Capitol, it's, it's following you. And so as Chris and I first were talking about this is, Hey, how do we make this an Ion Annapolis like approach to Naval Academy sports? And so, yeah, the idea number one is a podcast and then, you know, kind of, parting the kimono a little bit here, eventually we see it as a website that would populate with news articles about Naval Academy sports and then possibly even Anne Arundel County and high school sports. So your your paradigm and what we're doing here and the and the service that you deliver to listeners and readers in Annapolis is is kind of exactly what we wanted to do with Naval Academy Sports. Thank you. And it, and it begs the question though, but what what does the future? I mean, you guys are uh, you've got three brain trusts here that are looking pretty sober this morning, so you know, it's, <laughs> it's a rarity. Um, but so what's the future look like for Sing Second Sports? Um, I, I'll start it off. I, I first of all, I'll say that really the great thing about this um, is, is the utilization of network that, that our collective 20 years each in the Navy and then our careers afterwards, we always, you know, it's the art of the sea story in in the Navy, right? We all love, you know, the, the stories we can tell about the shipmates we served with. And so, you know, Mickey Jarbo came on the, uh, podcast yesterday, not because he was just kind of at the top of the Rolodex because he was one of the greatest goalkeepers in Naval Academy lacrosse history. It's because, you know, I remembered having a beer with him in the parking lot during a Naval Academy football game once. So we, we've all, we've all now utilized our networks to say, what about this guest? What about this guest? What about this guy I served with? And as Ward and Chris would tell you, every single midshipman at the Naval Academy is an athlete, either on the D1 level or club level or intramural level. So it's very easy to to utilize or leverage our collective networks in order to get guests. And so that's you look to the future. I mean, I off the top of my head, and I know Ward and Chris have the same ideas. I can think of thirty to forty other people that I still want to talk to on the alumni level. And then you utilize Bill Wagner and his relationship with Strass to get current coaches and current athletes, and and that's how we really see it continuing to go up, up, and up. And when sports returns, the idea of the podcast would be to you know, review the results that just took place during the week and then preview, say, the football game that's coming up this coming Saturday. You know, so we'll see how that happens when Notre Dame starts. But yeah, I would say that, you know, the the sky is the limit. I, I'd love for it to become a trusted news source, you know, for everyone. Well, there, there is. And it's as you talk about all the number of sports that are available at the Naval Academy, or I, I see say available required <laughs> at the Naval Academy, and everybody being an athlete. I mean, I think that 
a podcast with Chuck Gladchuck would be just as entertaining and just as enthralling as one with the uh, the plebe that didn't make any of the teams and he's playing inter- inter- intramurals. You know, what, what, is, what is it like here for you? Yeah, and so one of the guests that we have coming up in the next couple of weeks is a midshipman that runs a bit of a humorous uh, Twitter uh, feed um, that not only – Um, praises the academy sports when they do well, but likes to poke a little bit of fun at it. And so that's one of the angles that we'll take when we talk to uh, that midshipman is, is, hey, what what's it like on the uh, hard fought pitch of uh, intramural soccer? You you know, and and as a veteran of the hard, you know, fought pitch of or field ball, right? Or field ball. Are they still playing field ball? I I believe so. That's the greatest sport ever. So, I mean, there's lots of there's so many different storytelling uh, opportunities. The, The most obvious um, are the ones at the you know well-known varsity sports level, but there are lots of other opportunities that we want to dig into. You asked what's next. Uh, John mentioned the website um, that we will um, not only do the podcast, but we do want to get to a little bit more of traditional type coverage of, of these uh, of, of events, and we'll, we'll offer them uh, on the website to help supplement the great coverage that NAAA does in-house and to help supplement the coverage that WAGS does at the Capitol. And then I would say the one that we're looking most uh, forward to is being able to take this downtown um, and be a part of the uh, Annapolis community. Um, it, it is has been surreal over the last couple weeks. I, I live in Old Town uh, over in Virginia, but I get to Annapolis quite a bit. And uh, I, it's just so wild to see what life has become. And the businesses here, I mean, they are really hustling to try to offer some sense of normalcy, but to be able to get back to normalcy themselves. Uh, I was heartened by the don't give up the ship signs across the street. And uh, so we want to be able to take this podcast, find a home for it or find several homes for it and be able to do uh, the pod live with an audience and and to be able to bring some of those businesses in. We've been very lucky. Uh, Mills Fine Wine and Liquor has um, helped us out both in a mentoring role as a a fellow grad, but also put a little bit of money behind the podcast. Uh, So if you're interested in... uh, and you know, fine wine and liquor, please uh, hit, hit right. Mills fine wine. And- <laughs> exactly. But the the idea, as we were talking about, you know, the idea would be what what a great idea when things return to normal. If we do the pod, um, you know, the week before, say, the class of seventy six's reunion, and as we're doing the pod from either Dry eighty five or McGarvey's or pick X business in downtown Annapolis, where we get to say, hey, we're bringing you to the pod this week from you know McGarvey's. Dry- stop in, yeah, from Dry eighty five. If you're coming in for your you know 40th reunion um you know please please swing by you know they, they'd love to they'd love to have you here and and that way you know it's about this tribe i'm gonna sound like clint bruce here but it's about this tribe in annapolis where you know I, for everything that annapolis has given us collectively we want to give back you know it isn't just about you know if we were doing this to make money i i don't think it would be fun we're doing it in in a lot of ways to to give back to the city that has given us so much I love that concept. I do. There's definitely a future there. Have you talked to Grant Vermeer? No. 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 
I mean, he's that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, because he's had a number of good athletes that have that have been on, and I mean, he's always got the, uh, the sort of insight. I know that there's a lot of uh, worried, mo- I'll say, worried mommies that are ardent fans of his podcast to be able to see what what's life really like inside that bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it had to be tough for those mommies this year. Just like, okay, we pull up in front of Alumni Hall, open, unlock the door. It's like, okay, here's your no, no hugs. <laughs> <laughs> just kick, kick them out and let them go. It must have been very. It must have been very very odd this year I, I can't even imagine what it was like i saw some of the photos and, and certainly i didn't have the perspective i used to have when i was the pao there but um that, that's a difficult day anyway I, without a pandemic yeah and it's still a work in progress as the brigades coalescing <clears throat> there's some idea that uh maybe the sophomores the youngsters may not come back in full until they figure out have we established a full bubble? Because as I said early on, one of the wings is being used as the isolation ward. You know, but we I, I posed that to one of the coaches the other day. He's like, that's news to me. I think they're all coming back, right? And I said, well, I was just talking to a company officer like yesterday, and he said the youngsters weren't coming back. So to your point, John, about parents, um, and my wife works at the Alumni Association, like like uh, uh, another friend of ours. Um, and, and so... Um, she's dealing with a lot of unorthodox questions and a lot of anxiety that has not happened in previous years. So, you know, we're all in this together. Uh, I think you can trust that uh, the superintendent, the commandant, and the athletic director and others have the best interest of your son and daughter in mind. They will not hazard them unduly. So that's just start from there, and then everything else is uh, Semper Gumby, I think, at this point. Who's on your wish list? Who's on your get list for David Robinson? David Robinson, Staubach. You know, I I think... Yeah, as you as you run across what what I think, and and I'll sit here and defend my alma mater, Villanova University, to the hilt. Uh, but I, I do believe that the Naval Academy offers a really interesting viewpoint or or perspective on what you can do in sports, out of sports, in the Navy, after the Navy. You know, Roger Staubach is a great example of that. David Robinson is a great example of that. Wendy Lawrence um, as an astronaut. We've already talked to Nicole Anapu Mann, who is an astronaut. We'd like to talk to Kayla Barron, who uh, is a former. Uh, uh, Naval Academy graduate. She was part of the first class of women to be able to serve on submarines, and now she's presumably she might be on the next mission to the moon. Jesse Awuji, Jesse Awuji, NASCAR, NASCAR driver. truck series driver, cool guy. I know him. He's fantastic. Madeline Swagel. I don't know if you've seen yeah. the story. Yeah, uh, I, first, oh, yes, yes, African American yes, female uh, short video tech air tech air pilot uh, was also an athlete. So as we were talking about, there are so many great stories out there, and uh, we're going to try to tell as many of them as we can. They don't. They don't have to be famous, you know, and I know that I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here because I just came out and said, well, David Robinson and Roger Staubach. But uh, I, I do believe that the, the, the unique perspective that people bring, you know, from, from their individual lives, that's going to speak more to the overall population than a Staubach or a David Robinson story. Like one of my neighbors and one of my closest friends is a guy named Brad Snodgrass, who graduated in class of 96 uh, from the Naval Academy, and he's now the assistant baseball coach at Broadneck High School. And he's had an incredible, incredibly interesting life after the Navy. And I think that people hearing those perspectives and those sea stories, I, I think will be more heartened uh, than, you know, than the story of Roger Staubach because everyone knows, knows the it. story of Roger Staubach. We want to tell the untold stories. Well, that's, I think everybody does have a good story in them. And uh, well, we want to share it. You know, Chris mentioned, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and out this person. And if, you know, we, we think that it's wrong, we can edit it out later. But, you know, <laughs> this I, isn't I, a Jeffrey Epstein moment. I know, I no, no, no. <laughs> you don't know how many times that I cringe when I hear, I'll go ahead and say it. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, 
<laughs> I have been so entertained and informed, and um, I, I think I always try to make sure that other people can see, you know, what what makes things what I think is funny. And so when I follow a kid on Twitter, like called Unsat Mid or My Life Is Mid, those are unique perspectives that I think a lot of people um, would really enjoy hearing. And that's the idea is is getting all of those smaller stories that involve athletics. The base of this whole idea is athletics. But like I said, every mid is an athlete. So hear that interesting athletic story from playing field ball. Um, And then like the inherent possible cynicism or, you know, refreshing truth that a midshipman is going to deliver, not just using talking points, but saying, yeah, living in Bancroft Hall sucks. These two can tell you. And that's the thing. If the 21-year-old Chris Cervello met the three of us, he'd kick the shit out of us. I hated the Naval Academy. I, I mean, I just, it, every day it was, it was grueling. And, you know, somehow 20 years later, like we've fallen in love again with, you know, all the things that at the time we were trying to figure out, like, uh, why are we doing this? And so, I mean, that's a story that we look to tell it, it, as well as, and the dichotomy between, you know, these sort of very focused, very practical views of the midshipmen with the, more, I, I think, mature and formed views of the uh, of the alumni, but uh, we certainly, as twenty year olds, would not have been having uh, this level of love fest uh, for uh, for our institution. Well, I think that's just in life in general. As you yeah. get as you get older, I mean, you well, if you find everything a twenty year old that loves the Naval Academy, right. I'd be very suspect. <laughs> yeah. That's not a kid I want to hang yeah. out with. No, it's like be liberal as an undergrad and be conservative as a middle aged person, right? Sort of thing. Oh, that's what you've done, right? Uh, you just must fo- not follow just, me on Twitter. Just follow his Twitter feed. <laughs> I used to do that. Right. Maybe I will in the future. Very soon. Who knows? Well, I'll tell you what. Now, as we, as we start to wrap up, I mean, it is all about sports. The first major sport that is going to be coming onto the yard, potentially, is Navy football. They are out there practicing right now. First game is uh, tentatively scheduled for Memorial Day weekend, although nobody's got the nerve to say. Labor what- Day weekend. Yeah, Labor Day. We Labor Day Memorial Day. Maybe Memorial Day. Christmas 2028. <laughs> Nobody's willing to say whether it's September 5th or September 6th uh, because that's all driven by ESPN, I believe, or whoever's going to be airing it. Individually, just a yes or a no. Is that game going to happen, Ward? No. John, is that game happening? Yes. Yes. Ooh, and I'm going to go no. Okay, we're split here. <laughs> so what's, no, what's the bat? Ask, I hope very much it does go. Oh, without a doubt. Um, because, you know, as we were chatting before, and as I've said on the show many times, my class does the chain gang. So I'll be on the home sideline holding the down marker, which I enjoy very much. But I, d- I don't see anything happening that will affect this. It's, it's what, five weeks away. Um, so I just don't see any of the preps that are going to make it happen. And I will also point to... Um, our guests, um, the, the assistant athletic director for sports medicine, who kind of put a, a real proviso on, on that. He said, we intend to play the game. We just don't know when. So um, that to me said, don't look to Labor Day weekend. So that's just my two cents. Well, I mean, I you, it does happen. You, you jokingly said that it may be played on Memorial Day when I bluffed that. But I mean, I, you know, there is a possibility that you may have two bubbles colliding in December for a home opener of Navy football being Army-Navy. Yeah, I think Coach <laughs> Niamatololo hates that idea for spring football and an Army-Navy game on Memorial Day. Um, well, you may, might open, open it up. a wraparound and- season because then you'd go right into, 
you practice. Know, getting ready for fall. Yeah, I, I don't know. That would beat the players up pretty good. But it's kind of like what the English Premier League is doing. You know, so the English Premier League, you know, which is a very popular league in, in England, obviously. So they just finished their season. I understand it's the Premier League. The right. Premier League. So it's Premier. I'm I'm in the communication business, as you see. Um, so they they just wrapped their season, uh, you know, much later than it typically wraps, and and they're saying, "Yep, we're starting it right back up in September, like we always do." And so, like Ward said, you, you've I I think the logistical gymnastics are are merely in the nascent stages. We are going to be dealing with sports logistical headaches for I believe years until this stabilizes. I mean, I'm just dealing with a 14-year-old who wanted desperately to play for the Broadneck High School freshman football team. And when I told him, hey, you know, it looks like football might be played in the spring, he was crushed. But that's just, I think people are going to have to understand that those type of things that were previously unheard of, like playing football in the spring, that's never going to happen. Well, now it's probably going to happen. Right. Well, I mean, you've also got to look, you've got all eyes are on MLB. Uh, NBA and the NHL right now at this point, as far as professional sports to figure out whether they can pull it off, whether it's their bubbles or their home teams or their home cities that they're, that they're playing in. Yeah. And those results are mixed. Right. And, and, and so, yes, that's right. All of these things are going to inform how we move forward. Doesn't it, it's an interesting thing sociologically, how all of these changes have kind of affected our collective viewpoints of sports as sports fans um, in that, I've bled the orange and black as an Oriole fan my entire life. Playing a 60-game season this year in front of no fans has almost made me apathetic to the point of even whoever wins the World Series this year, there's a giant asterisk on it anyway. And I would hazard to say the college football season, well, which NHL, you just brought up. Uh-huh. There's a huge asterisk it's, on It's that. all the same. Like, you know, so whoever wins the college football championship this year, if there is one, it's going to have a giant asterisk, number one. Number one. <laughs> they, number, they were the last one standing. Yeah, you and, and number two, if you're doing it not in front of fans, does it matter? Because, you know, the Orioles lost a heartbreaker last night to the Yankees. And typically, I would have woken up this morning and wanted to shove a letter opener into my eyeball. But because we are living the way we're living right now, it's just kind of, it's like, oh, well. So I'm I'm hoping, bringing it back to Sing Second Sports, I'm hoping that the Naval Academy sports season is not that. But, you know, it remains to be seen. But whatever it is, we'll be covering it. It certainly is. Well, okay, to get a hold of you guys, on Twitter, you are We Sing Second. On Facebook, you are Sing Second Sports. Uh, you can search that and find that out. And the podcast is everywhere you uh, normally get podcasts. So you can um, get it on Apple Podcasts or Google Play and probably Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud all, that, yep, yep. all of that stuff there as well. SingSecondSports.com is the website. It will be. We it will own be. the, we own it the domain. Be. Uh, it will be, and uh, we. And, and they'll be coming to a local 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 bar near local you. Local bar near you. Yeah. I, I, again, I, we would ask anyone who would like to host us uh, and and help us get the word out about your business. Please, please go ahead and do it. Yeah, you know, it, it, we we do it for for the sake of of helping Annapolis businesses, particularly those who need it so bad right now. Right, and if they throw a beer in there, it's even better. Right, beat the rush. Uh, uh, that is now. that is correct. Ward Carroll, John Schofield, Chris Cervello, thank you very much. Sing Second Sports, check it out. Definitely uh, one to subscribe to. This has been an update from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.